What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Hello. Welcome to the Hello, show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good, good afternoon. Good room. evening and good night. It's the morning. Let's get real. I just got home from Gyrotonic. I'm wearing a puffy coat from Uniqlo with a hood because mm. it's the fall. It's like that game that you play when you drive around and you just say what you see. I a green see. blanket and a green candle. Yeah. And, and I'm brewing a fresh, fresh pot of coffee. Yeah. It's great. It's I did I did gyro with Cynthia Nixon again today. <laughs> it's you it's you two. We're really on the same schedule. That's nice. It's good. It's good. Today she walked in, she goes, mm. Hi. Hi. I wonder if she's shooting season three. Or season two of that other show. I think that's well, coming the, out. The, soon. That's already done. In the can. Can the gilded each. The gilded each. She she's busy, and obviously she's not shooting a thing because she stands with the actors' union. Oh oh uh huh uh huh yeah sure. As in she's like not getting paid right now to do to work. Right, and she's wearing T-shirts that say "Sag Aftra." Stand. Everyone's on strike. I wish I was on strike. Aren't the writers <laughs> now? Haven't they come to an agreement? Is that I, the thing? I saw something, but I didn't see enough of it. <laughs> well, I looked and I didn't see anything, but I did see something accidentally. <laughs> so. um, but I don't know if... Something's if happening. We're not sure papers what. Papers are signed. If T's are crossed and I's are done. Please start writing TV Oh again. my God. You know, I... I've been watching... Oh, yeah. go ahead. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm really here for Lioness. I finished it maybe a couple of weeks ago. And this I, is the I, Zoe Saldana show? Yeah. I'm really, never. I'm really like, happy about it. So, oh, I never saw a single frame. Got all the way to the end, and I think it's a, it's a recommendation. Okay. I'll, what channel do you watch it on? I think it's on Paramount Plus. Oh, Hard God. to say. Yeah. Good I've times. been watching a terrific show. Oh, terrific yeah. Terrific show on Apple television. Called The Morning Show? <laughs> well, I've been watching also that Isn't it incredible how bad that is? That show is grasping at straws. Well, um, yeah. Well, anyway, talk about your show and we'll, we'll return to The Morning Show. Um, I'm watching that show, The Models. Oh, yeah. I watched it. Done. I'm I'm only in I'm I just finished episode three. Yeah. Very well done, my goodness. I will say I I, mean, I was um the opening was really hard to take. Because they open mean, it like with the, like the models sort of in this kind of um philosophical tone. And I'm like, this makes them look stupid. But oh, they drop it after this kind of intro. Right. Because it's like, you know, what does it mean to be a model kind of like philosophical? Like, this is not, no. We just want to like know about you as people and like what your experience was. And that's what it becomes. Right. Like, what, but I was like, what happened? Yeah. Um, and they're all incredible. It was really, 
They're all incredible. And it's remarkable to them. like see there well obviously there's so much imagery and media mm. of them because they like were quite the sensation, but yeah. it is very interesting how this was like an isolated incident. It was like right. oh like right. the stars aligned in such a way that suddenly fashion models could be celebrities, but right, only right. for about 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's, it's just, it's a product of technology. You know, it's, right. it's but, just like, that models aren't Models aren't really famous anymore. Well, I mean, they, they touch on sort of why that is. They don't really talk about, like, movie stars becoming, like, the cover of magazines, which I feel like is well, an important movement as well. That destroyed modeling for sure. Yeah. In the in the way, that, yeah. As well as like celebrities modeling in fashion shows, which is kind of the contemporary take on the supermodel. Like, how do we right. get people to watch a fashion show? Right. Get a celebrity. You just get Kim Kim Kardashian and Nicole Kidman in your yeah. show. And then there's but, also like this kind of ironic return to the supermodel at this moment because of this moment. That it has been because built and constructed about like the supermodel. So I, that's kind of funny. I found it very remarkable to see how each of them began mm-hmm. and to see what a difference a good photograph makes. Yeah. Because look, they're all beautiful. There's no denying that. But like if you you can take a beautiful person and photograph them poorly, it's not good. Uh-huh. And then suddenly <laughs> you pair them up with a photographer who like understands and then they're they're famous. You know, like you yeah, get that yeah. image. Well, and I mean it's interesting the the I mean this group of four which isn't you know, it's sort of like not I don't know, it's true to whatever extent it is, but like um but as a documentary, this this group of four has it's a nice like they're all different as well. Like mm-hmm. there's enough they're not clones of each other. So there's like a no. there's this nice uh, varied story. Thing. Well, it's good that Cindy I mean, they're Cindy's all like career skinty. Cindy's career was so different. You know, like mm-hmm. she right she didn't occupy the same kind of fashion space as the others, but she was definitely like in the same breath. Like she was one of the supermodels, but she was commercial. Yeah. And she was really this like American, like she's kind of, kind of more contemporary, almost like a, a, you know, whatever they, what are they called? Kardashian. Influencer. Yeah. Yeah, totally. mm -hmm. Just like a kind of more of like, uh, that vein of, I have like a brand. Um, yeah, I am America kind of, her brand was that hair it's always it was interesting how like the cutting of the hair played such an like these like pivotal Mm -hmm. points in people's lives like yeah well i cut my hair and it jeopardized my career and then it worked out but like the cutting of the hair huge deal yeah trauma such trauma but wow it's so fun to see all these different images of them that like one perhaps hasn't seen and also like I have ne- I've never thought much about Christy Turlington in my life. Uh-huh. But goodness gracious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I mean, now she I, kind no. of... You kind of feel like she's lived kind of the most beautiful life in a way. 
I mean, they've yeah. all, I mean, Linda's a heartbreaker, but um, they've all, like, really, like, had the power to make choices, I think, is... is... Yeah. Well, it's interesting to see that Christy was the one who was anointed first. They, like, saw her and they were like, you are the prettiest. You're going to get a magazine cover first. You're going to be given, op- like, opportunities and power first. And and then to see how the others kind of, like, needed to carve out a niche. And then mm-hmm. I thought it was really beautiful that Linda and and Christy really made sure that Naomi wasn't excluded. Yeah, the way that they, like, work together, it's really beautiful. It's it's kind of the heart of the documentary, is that. Right, because they actually, like, cared about each other in this way. And even though they could have absolutely hated one another. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is, I mean, that's, like, it's the power of a union. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I would have loved... I w- well, it's also interesting that episode where, like, <clears throat> it's called Power, and it starts out where, like, everybody's so excited about the empowerment of these women, and then by the end of the episode, I don't know how much time had lapsed in real life, but everyone has turned on them. Right. Everyone right. is suddenly, right. like, they are, you know, taking the fashion world hostage, they're spoiled, they're ridiculous... Yeah. But I thought it was heart- yeah, yeah. heartbreaking also that, like, Linda has that, like, phrase has haunted her for her whole uh-huh. life. But I'm like, get, I mean, I like, actually do- chic. I was like, absolutely, you shouldn't get out of bed for less than $10,000. Right. Slay. And there's even a scene where, like, in that time, she explains exactly what she meant. And I'm like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. she's certainly not making the, the most money in this yeah. situation, but she it's is absolutely the face. like. Femme phobia, women hating, you know, like women don't deserve to ask for yeah, anything. Yeah, but I, basically. I feel sad. I mean, like I understand that there, like, there's some part of saying that that's like very spoiled, and perhaps like you keep that to yourself. But I hate to see her nowadays being like, "I wish I hadn't Absolutely. said it." I don't like that. I do have the. F- I do feel like, and this is probably because of this incident, Incident, I do feel like Linda is very sensitive to, like, what am I supposed to say? Like, what is the, like, contemporary moment and what is, like, pe- right. being politically correct? I, and right. Which I, I suspect is maybe from this moment in the past where she got burned really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do I feel do that feeling. That, like- not only does she look the most fantasy of them all, but she also is the most fantasy of them all. She's like, she's I dream, a dream. I dreamed yeah. of being a model. Yeah. Well, she's also the, like, I made this happen. You're like, yeah. Okay. And the other ones are like, <laughs> yeah, like someone saw me on the street and then I'm famous. And then Linda's like, I worked to be a model. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Great show. Yeah, it's really, it's a real pleasure to watch. And I think part of it is because, like, yeah, it's not about drama between these people, which I feel like is, no. like, oh, all these things are, it's always, it's like, that. culture. Yeah. And I think, I was how... also really struck by the way doing the George Michael music video really catapulted them, catapulted them into yeah. this other, and I think that's really, like, something to note in terms of, like, going into different spaces and doing different things for different audiences. I think it's really smart. And they 
like almost didn't do it. Um, yeah. So. I love them all talking about like getting on the phone together and being like, we're going to ask for this much. We're going to get on the Concord and then we'll do it. Yeah. And look, George, Mike, George Michael was savvy to fork over the dough. Absolutely. I love the interview with Cindy Crawford where they're like, wow, we must've paid a pretty penny for that. And she's like, we gave a group rate. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the other thing is like the Calvin Klein uh, contract and the way that that limited, you know, like that, like how that just didn't make sense because like, then you, you don't have this person out there in the world being more famous. You just have like this isolated model. You just have a model essentially. I really, that part where Naomi signs with elite models and then John Casablanca's tried to kind of uh, frame her as the villain. And I was like, you're disgusting. Yeah. John, I, he is hideous. We hate I him. I mean, John. yeah. What we see about those like modeling people. Yeah. It was really nice. Really, really nice to see a friend of the podcast in the docu-series, Isaac wow. Mizrahi. Yeah, to see Isaac and Todd in there is very, very sweet. Very thoughtful things to say. I mean, it really did call for a reviewing of Unzipped. Ugh. Truly, truly. It is interesting like how some of these hotshot young fashion designers from the 90s have taken the route of aging gracefully and others have truly are deranged. I mean, it's Yeah, it's hard. Life is hard. I suppose so, but I think I really look to Isaac in so many ways. I'm like... Well, Isaac is a great example of someone, like, leaving their lane, going out, doing, like, Target, singing songs at the... at the bar or whatever, you know? Just, like, what do you want to do? Go do it. Like, don't yeah, be but afraid. Also, like, aging to, like, in a way that you're like of the past. You're like age. Age can be a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And also, like, you know, like he doesn't seem ashamed of being old. He's like, I'm getting older. I put on a little makeup. I the cameras roll, and here we are. You know, absolutely like, wonderful. Yeah, and, and I then, think part you know, of that John- is is like, you know, is like the relationship to the camera as like not being the model or like this kind of. You know, it's just, it's, I think it's like set up. I mean, I think it's part of his personality as well as like a, a performer. Um, mm. But also, like, being on, you know, doing unzipped, having that go into the world, being this like personality, and then all that time on TV as like, you know, selling stuff. I think that really yeah. helps to just be like, whatever. He's great on camera. Yeah, because he's not concerned. With looking at, you know, the moon is such a no. planet, I can't even stand it. Well, and he's also just extremely experienced at being on camera. Yeah, he's also one of the smartest people around. So smart. So he he's really can, like, like, go here and there. He's such a consumer of information, just books and films and theater. He just knows everything. I mean, it's great. Yeah. Also, oh, like, Isaac. his verbal... His verbal Acuity or whatever is like is first class. So top notch, top notch. Hurrah, hurrah. Um. Well, anyways, great show. Um, it's wonderful to learn about these photographers and these women and see how they supported each other, Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful. Yeah, there's a lot of like really like positive stories about like relationships to photographers. 
which is also mm -hmm. like great to see. So, yeah, really, I I I couldn't stop watching it. I was like, next, please, let's keep yeah. going. Speaking of, for those photographers, Arthur Elgort makes a prominent oh, appearance right. in the first episode, which and Arthur, what father of? Is that where you're going? Where are you going? A father of Ansel. That's that's what Jack said. Is that true? Well, yes. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. But it's not it's not what I was oh, okay. going to say. Um, Arthur, several years ago, photographed Russell Jansen when he was on his way oh, up in the New York here City Here we go, ballet, here we go. Wearing Dries Van Noten and wearing these wonderful ballet flats from Dries' menswear ballet collection years ago that I, that I died for, those shoes. I didn't, of course, didn't get them. Um, but at any rate, Russell Such Jansen, it's... it's the shoes. Yeah. That is if you boring. have If you have those shoes in size, what size? 11. 11. Uh, but also, <laughs> I, I don't even want those shoes. I If you have the Le Mer oh, men's okay. ballet flats from even before those, those are the ones I want. Oh, okay. I've been looking for those for years. Okay. Size 11. Size 11. Um, so Russell Jansen completed... As they say completed. in um, Never wow. Let Me Go. That is, that's, that feels bad. Completed. Did you, it is. Did you read that book, Never Let Me Go? No. Well, that's, that's what just means dying in oh. Never Let Me Go for the clone children. Once they've harvested their organs to the extent that the body can no longer live. <laughs> New York City Ballet. Exactly. <laughs> they've harvested as much as they can from Russell Jansen and uh, it's completed. Well, Bravo. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. I had up the whole week to kind of yeah. be contemplative about it. I saw three different performances of the same thing, uh -huh. and it was wonderful to see the kind of, like, trajectory of the week from, like, this mm -hmm. extreme urgency of the first performance to a kind of more grounded, thoughtful performance on Friday, and then to Sunday, which was just full of joy and release oh, that's nice and sarah mearns i have to say like i was so unbelievably touched by the way in which she entered the stage with russell and made it very clear to the audience oh. that this was like a special occasion and this was a person who needed to receive all the love it was just it was an amazing moment because sarah is very clear in projecting feelings mm -hmm. and ideas yeah. and yeah. she really made it clear that That's like really she loves this person she will miss this person and she and they danced so beautifully and it was really such a pleasure but oh. i mean i was i was weeping through the whole thing yeah. but i did i did pull it together to make sure my eyes were open <laughs> um oh wow that's really beautiful yeah and there was like a lot like you know everyone was there to support russell and it was so nice and then it was such a rainy day so oh, mm -hmm. a rainy day. Well, it was a rainy week so depressing and um we uh russell Mackie, our friend michael rosen who went to the school with um russell and he was also terrific on this show, um, Glamorous, with Kim Cattrall. Oh, uh-huh. I did watch it. Michael Rosen is the, like... Is the, the one... gay boyfriend-y That's trouble. That's right. Because he... 
He was in something else. With Barton, that dance he was movie? in. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Show? He was in that yeah. that dance show. Yeah, I thought but he was anyways, great Michael, on Glamorous. Really, really good. good. Anyways, Michael joined us for dinner, a pizza dinner at Spoonto before we headed to Russell's um, gathering at Julia's, and Russell's family rented out the joint for the night. Wow. I know, open bar. I thought, rich, rich. Anybody rich? Um, well, it is a once. You know, it's once like in a lifetime. A, it's like a. It's a wedding. A wedding. It's a funeral. It's a funeral. Yeah. It's a completed it's a ceremony. Ceremony. It was completion. So then we went there and we did hugs and said hello and had a nice time and it was very crowded because so many people love Russell. And free drinks. I found my. Uh, yeah, I found myself. <laughs> uh, well, I you know. I pointed out to Russell later on, I said, oh my gosh, please thank your parents for, for doing that. I, I hadn't really considered like what an extravagance that was until I got there. And I was like, but you can tell them I didn't have any drinks or any food. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, well, great. So they paid for a head that didn't use That's anything. Right. I That's right. Yeah. So anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found myself in a situation talking to some of the very young people in New York City Ballet. I met a person named Mallory, who um, was a delight. And so he's interesting to talk to 20-year-olds, you know, see what's going on in the world of the... I think so. I think that they, (laughs) they, they are more receptive somehow. Hmm. More receptive. To what? Yeah, I oh, think to like, like what's I, going on. I think they've grown up with like an onslaught of like extreme information overload, and I think that they're just more receptive to ideas in general. I don't think they're like they're not shocked by anything, you know. Okay. So, anyways, I had a an interesting talk with Mallory. We all were talking about getting our driver's licenses, but. Um, mm-hmm. She's from Arizona. I think she has her license. But anyways, yeah. I, I'm i going to try to get my license before December. That's the goal. Uh, what does that mean? It just means I have to put the pedal to the metal, literally. Well, you probably shouldn't literally do that. Don't oh. mess up my joke. Wait, but what do you have to do? You have to... I just have to... I have to get back into a couple lessons and then to go take the test. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. So Maxwell, who's in the company, who recently got his license, gave me information of an Upper West Side driving school. I used to go to a Brooklyn driving school before the pandemic, but I'm going to try this Upper West Side when they pick you up at your house, whatever, and um, we'll see. I'm going to do my best. It does seem Hold. like insane to me to do a driver's test in New York City, but... but it's, a, it's the only choice. I, it's all I got. Look, I live here. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Another reason not to live. But they there. take you up to like a they take you up to like a more residential area up in Harlem for the test. Okay. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Hold me to it. Hold me to it. Every week, say read. Are you are did you, you practicing? Did you get license? Did you completion? Did you do completion? Did you did you complete? <laughs> ah, okay. So kids uh, know about driving driver's licenses because they just got theirs. I was amazed to see how many of those like youngest generation of City Valley people were at Russell's thing. They love people love Russell. Well, Russell's I love him. a prince, like a literal prince. I know he really is. I mean, not literally, but good. Like, apparently, he's good. He's the, like the you know when he's like, oh, that's dynasty. a good, a good, a good person. Yeah, 
Zelda actually is a good person. Love it. I can't. I mean, yeah, it's great. It's been. It's it's encouraged me to like uh, try be to be good. good. <laughs> try, try, try. Well, there are a lot of reasons not to be good. So, um, I didn't. We just I didn't try. tell you. That's all we can do. Uh, I saw a excellent dance show at pageant a couple of weeks ago that I oh, yeah? neglected to to mention. And obviously, like, you can sign up for their Patreon and yeah, watch it. I can probably watch. Is it on page? Is it that they post it? I don't know. I don't have their Patreon. What is it? Because what I was went, the show? Jade Mans with two N's. Okay. Um, it was a trio for these three excellent performers. Oh, I think I just watched was, some of it. It's, just, it's, it's very a dance. formal. It's a dance. Yeah. Capital and D. he's wearing a green skirt. That's right. Owen. Um... It was great. I have to say, I found it very encouraging. I thought... I don't know this person. Oh, yeah. No, no. Um, but I liked, I, I really I, liked the green skirt because it reminded me of, like, grass, like, turf. Well, um, the aesthetics of the of whole Beth. situation... Oh, yeah, Beth. I think, like, Beth... You can see that Beth has been incredibly influential to this new Absolutely. generation. Of, I will say yeah. I've seen... A lot of things recently where I'm like, they seem to love Beth's work, but they don't seem yeah. to know how it works, which is an interesting thing to see. Well, this Jade Man's thing, I think aesthetically it drew upon perhaps a, it, there was a flavor of I'm Beth, not saying but this, it was but it had a kind things. of extreme physical formality, or like it was referencing kind of. American modern mm-hmm. classicism in a way that I found really refreshing. I was like, wow, this person. And also the performers were just so physically excellent. Um, anyways, I thought it was a great piece. I thought it was incredibly well executed. And I found it to, it made me feel very hopeful. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, as, as our friend Jack Ferver says, um, they hate to hope. So, but sometimes we do. Yeah, we got we 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 have to, in spite of ourselves. You just gotta. Yeah. That's the only way to get out, to. out of Truly. bed. So. Now I did not watch the film you told me to watch this no, week. That's okay. Um, I'm sorry. Eh, that's fine. Um, what was, I did see that movie, A Fire. Um, that I said I was gonna go see, and I did go see it, but we didn't talk about it. But that's okay. But my friend was visiting this weekend, and. They were like, "Oh, have you seen other this other film by that director?" Um, and I hadn't, so I watched it. And because um, my basically my my feeling about a fire was that it was like, okay. What is that? Um, it's a movie by this German director whose name I still don't know. Um, and a fire. I kind of liked the I liked the plot of it a lot. And. Um, I liked the plot of this other movie of his, and then I, I really was like, oh, this is like a kind of um, pleasureless kind of directing. Like, it's just kind of, yeah, kind of sad. So, um, but it's, I, I did find them both interesting to see in, in like, the other movies is kind of Nazi post, post-World post War Two plot that, 
like could have been um what's that director uh um inglorious bastards came to mind quentin tarantino Tarantino. like it could have been directed that way but instead it was like a kind of sad german movie you know what i mean this person this director's name is christian petzold that's right um, and they're just, it, like, it's almost like TV miniseries, periods, <laughs> drama, that movie. Uh-huh. Um, and the plot is, is great. Basically, one of the first images you see is this, like, these two, two, two people in a car, the a female driver, and then this other person who has their face completely wrapped in bandages. So I'm like, yes, Absolutely. Um, and basically she has just escaped the camps and is like the only survivor out of like all these people. And she was trying to find, she wants to find her husband, but the other woman who's kind of her like caretaker, like friend, uh, it's basically like, I don't care about your husband. He's basically like turned her in, um, to be taken by the Nazis. But she's still, like, obsessed with, you know, she's like, well, he's the only reason I survived. I was thinking about him. So basically she goes out to find him, and he is, like, and later on you find, he's, like, a piano player, and she was a singer, you find out later on. Um, And she's had this reconstructed surgery, and she's really distressed because she doesn't feel like she looks like herself anymore. Wait, because her face got blown off or something? Yeah, basically... You know, you never see, you know, it's wrapped in the beginning and then she has a right, surgery. Right, right, and then, right. And then but, she just, but, she's, but she's gorgeous anyways yeah, after the reconstruction. Yeah, absolutely, because she's in a movie. <laughs> um, so she finds her husband working as like a, like a, a you know, kind of a cleaner person in this bar. And he doesn't recognize her and oh basically ends up with like, he hatches this plot of using her like he's like i think i could make you into my my wife who's dead so that i can get this money because basically like she's set to get money as like rest restitution or whatever from the war and he's like i think if we work together i think we could pull this off which you know i think is all is is this thing also of like that she she realizes maybe she doesn't look completely not like herself as well in this. So she basically is pretending to be herself. Right, but she is herself. And she is herself. But she doesn't reveal to the ex-husband? The mm-hmm. husband? No. Why? And her friend, she's kind of like sneaking out because she, um, why? Why doesn't, well, I think because I think she wants to see like I think she wants to be seen as herself and she doesn't want Does to it, like, you know, but she's, she doesn't want to. Uh, so is it good for their sex life that she's being a different well, they're not person? Having sex for this? Because like, she's, she's like a half crippled, you know, she's like just escaped death camps. So oh she's like God. in like a weird, which is a good premise for the, I mean, it really helps the plot because you're like, she could literally do anything and it'd be justified by the state she's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an excellent plot. Excellent, like, Discombobulated. Setup. 
Um, Remember that movie Mother with the twins and then the mom who comes back from facial surgery and they're like, uh-huh. wasn't it called like Mommy? You. Mommy or something, mm-hmm. yeah. Dead mommy. That, that was also German. <laughs> I love. I mean, it reminded me of like the skin I live in, which is another like I love these. And there's like an older movie that all these movies are kind of based on. Um, I can't remember. It's like a father who like it's it's. I have to find out what that movie is, but these movies were like this identity. And there's that incredible um, Humphrey Bogart movie, where like he has, like, a, a new face constructed. Like, you never see him. You don't see Humphrey Bogart's face. And the way it's, sh- it's like, shot from his point of view in the beginning. Oh. So good. It sounds like the Twilight Zone. It, it, it definitely is, like, of that <clears throat> feeling, for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that was great. And the other movie, the a fire movie, similarly, like, good plot, but it's just kind of, like, such a flat production of it. Um, like um, it could be like a really like great exciting entertaining movie and it just sort of chooses to be sad instead so i just want to see dune uh, at this point i know i just want to see dune. it's soon right and it's soon i'll watch it a hundred times it's just like <laughs> I I I'm so I'm very I'm very much looking forward. I'm very much looking forward. I'm Me gonna too. go to IMAX. I'm gonna go to IMAX. I always say that. I don't but care I about IMAX, I mean but um, that's um, I was looking forward to the morning show. It's really interesting to me watching it and and just like thinking about why is this so bad. Um, my current theory is that it's because like, a a new like insane dramatic explosion has to happen every episode. Yeah, because it is a soap opera. It's exactly it is a soap opera. like we're watching Dynasty. It's exactly These are the, the days same. of our lives. Yeah, absolutely. It has n- it has no grounding in reality mm-hmm. though like production wise, it looks like it could. But it is exactly just like a cheesy old soap opera. Yeah, it's terribly written and the performances sort of respond in turn that like oh, okay, here's another like level 10 disaster right like what are they all supposed to do with this as actors it's just so stupid yeah it's it's like they're shuttling a news anchor into space in an untested vessel i am so sure (laughs) gagged let's get into this elevator okay also like oh jennifer aniston's not gonna do it this morning oh just send another one it's fine nothing's real here what what? They just switched oh, the Ru- places for no apparent reason. I'm like, the why? Russians have hacked the entire building and, like, all of your lives are mm-hmm. over? Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. It is... It's, it's, uh... I did like that racism confrontation on, li- on television. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a... I'm enjoying watching it. It's absolutely... I mean, we're also watching... I think we're in season seven of Dynasty and it's really, it's really, you can really see like the kind of cycles, like they, they drop this storyline where um, Fallon has disappeared. Basically Fallon in, in a previous season, like ran out of her wedding and just kind of like disappeared. Is that Joan Collins? Who's Fallon? No, it's some, um, it's the daughter. She's just like, and then she, that actress Someone. is gone. 
And then she returns like a full season later. Like a, a there's like a season in between where like then she returns as a different actress. <laughs> where does Dynasty take place? In Denver. In Denver? <laughs> yes. Because it's, That's it's a like shock. oil people in Denver. Is there snow? Sometimes. Yeah. I'm shocked. That is not what I what it's I thought crazy. you were gonna say. Is do they film outdoor shots in Denver? Um, I mean, there's, like, B-roll of, like, locations, and sometimes there's snow, I think. Do Do you ever see them skiing? Are they wearing chic ski suits? Mm, I mean, they go on trips. There's definitely, like, a, a... They go to... It's absurd. They... There's, like... But, like, what is the occasion for all these, like, taffeta puff sleeve gowns and veils and things in Denver? Uh, they just make them, you know? They have parties. They have parties. There's holidays. There's business meeting. There's festive, you know, there's like celebrations of mergers. and. Um, well, that threw me for a loop. But, I really thought you were going to say Los Angeles, you know, or like, or, you, you know. Although um, in this past season, Barbara Stanwyck is in, on the show and she's plays uh, like a Colby who is Alexis married a Colby and now she's like and that person died immediately so now she runs this oil company who's like the uh-huh. you know the the competing person the like her ex-husband Blake who's like the like head of the family this should have taken this should have taken place in Houston but i guess they already had that show Dallas i don't know if Dallas probably right. came after that doesn't take place in Houston either um no. <laughs> but also in this past season um the new wife of Blake Crystal, she has a doppelganger. So this actress gets to play these two characters. And basically she gets abducted and put in an attic while this other woman pretends to be her to, to like get this money. It's incredible. It's so nuts. And it's really like, how are we as a show going to get out of this scenario without like blowing this whole thing up? And they, they figure it out. It's pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, the morning show is, is literally just like the same. It's um, our modern day dynasty. Yeah. About the morning. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. glad John Hamm is there for some reason. I mean, I like actually, I don't know if I care, but like. Absolutely like just, reads as like nothing to me. Right. But it's sort of like, so I feel a kind of comfort when he's around. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. It's a comforting presence, but it's not anything more at this point. Like right. it's uh, not serving Mad Men and it's not serving, um, you know, bridal like that, that oh, bridesmaid or, com- or SNL comedy. It's just kind right. of like, he really is delivering like what it, the kind of indifference one has to those billionaires. Right. And he, he's not pulling off the kind of performance that like Alexander Skarsgård did in, in that That's right. succession show, which is kind of a similar character, mm, just like mm-hmm. a, well, but also just a, like a superior show all around definitely so, i don't there's some the weird see, i scenes. couldn't believe the space shuttle thing it's i was like nuts. i was like excuse me if this show were set 40 years in the future i could maybe accept some of this nonsense but, but this is ridiculous it's also that like the show starts <clears throat> and we're like blasting into space like if the season had started with like an idea of this and then kind of like Oh wait, this well, could that, actually happen, that's and then what like I led to like something, and where we're like, okay, 
everyone agrees that this is insane that this is happening but like i guess this could happen people did go get shot off into space like this you know? i did think that i did think like oh this will be the like pivotal point of the whole season no they drop it immediately and then like <clears throat> there's like a catastrophic hacking of information yeah but... reese witherspoon is like my training for this expedition is that I put my hair in a low bun and <laughs> I put on some eyeshadow and I got to look out a window. I mean I was like, you just got literally exploded by a bomb into outer space and like, you didn't you didn't feel I it, would, you didn't faint, I do like, feel like this would be my preferred way of going into space, where like, I wake up in the morning not knowing I'm going to and then like, four hours later I'm floating around. Like well, I mean, That's to be honest, it's the way. only way I would go. Yeah, it's like, a, I was like in a fugue state and ended up being shot in a rocket up into space. Sh- I Incredible. would not, if I'd had time to think about it, I would have pulled a Jennifer Aniston. I'd have been like, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go. Let's do the immigration I mean, I, story instead. What? I love how they went to the, the, you know, Olympic athlete turned anchors hotel room in the night and she was like, absolutely not. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 she was like you've got to be kidding me get out of leave me alone um have you been watching any of the fashion shows i really have not fashion? i have not you know i had an ipad trauma over the weekend oh, no. which is the way that i oh, look no. at fashion shows oh, okay. um something's going on with the charging of my ipad where the power goes away quickly and it's very resistant to charging devices. Uh-huh. I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. It's a very sudden shift in its attitude. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we're managing. We're managing over here. Yeah. That's, she that's is hard. recording my voice as we speak, so, you know. Thank you. I love you. I love you, Thank iPad you, Patty. Pro, please. Patty. This, pa- this iPad <laughs> has Patty. been my whole life since um <sighs> directly before the pandemic so that's you know yeah it's been more more than three years goodness well they're very expensive so should be uh, yeah. more years in her well the amount of of work i've put this ipad through is unbelievable the amount of draw thousands of drawings on this ipad Ugh. Endless work that wasn't paid for. Thousands, thousands, <laughs> please, lit. T- wait, thousands we can, no, of unpaid for hours. We can't talk about well, we're it not on this podcast. To. You know. um, thousands of hours of TV watching. Wow, work. N- millions, of, millions of hours of YouTube. <laughs> millions. <laughs> oh, I'm about to <sighs> attempt a gluten-free pizza. So stay tuned oh, for next week. Now, why are we omitting the gluten? Because sometimes people can't have gluten when they oh. come, when they come over for dinner. So oh, I see, I see. It presents an opportunity to try something. What is it made of? Gluten-free flour. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, King Arthur has a, a... Well, and I'm a little... Okay, so I got the gluten-free pizza flour... Which I actually kind of feel like maybe I should should have got the gluten free bread flour, as but Why? we'll see we'll see, because the the pizza dough recipe that I have been using has been using bread flour, so oh very strong but um 
Yeah. I bet the pizza pizza flour is very similar. I suspect so. Um, it's yeah. gonna be great. It'll. I'm making. I'm making one of each. So, just in case. Yeah. Oh, I did make that um, plum cake. Is that the, the New York famous Times New York thing? Times plum cake? But I made it with peaches, and I thought oh, this it? is absolutely fine. Oh, it's just a regular old yeah, buckle. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I didn't really have high expectations because it's as basic as could be, so. Was it like a clafoutis where you like put no the fruit down and then pour a batter, pour you the put batter the fruit over on it? And... top. So it's basically like oh. a tort. A tort. But cake. And yeah. I actually, so I made it in like a, a larger than, uh, a larger size uh, larger than life pan yeah. so it was it is more like a tort because it's so thin but uh, I think that's kind of better because I don't I, like cake so I am going to Kansas over the weekend for my friend Ellie's 40th birthday and I'm that's gonna great. I have to think of a cake you're gonna make it there though yeah yeah no yeah I am yeah that's fun they don't love it when you try to push a cake through the Security x-ray machine. Well, they should. You could, you know, what, do you want a slice? Well, yeah, they'd be like, you can't bring that on the plane. Can we eat it? I'd be like, yeah, let's have a little celebration. Celebrate. Um, what else can I tell you? I'm back to wearing masks and these, I'm like working with a mask because it's like, I can't be in a room full of people. It's absurd. Everyone has COVID right now. Art, but you just got your booster. I did, and uh, that really, wow, really took me out. Oh, God. Um, and I still feel I achy, I and I, I think it's a result of it. Some ache, I think I'll achiness. get mine as soon as I get back from Kansas, so I don't well, feel Well, you'll probably sick. have had COVID by then. You'll be good to go. I have, here's what I think. I think at some point along the way, I got COVID and I've been suffering from long COVID symptoms. Wow. Hot take. Because I... You've been kissing everyone with COVID and haven't gotten it. No, because I have had this like cold that has Mm. been moving from my chest to my head, from my chest to my head, Mm. to my ears, to my... And I'm like... And I've taken COVID tests and I did all these... I did like the Irene Dowd workshop. I tested every day, da, da, da. I never have COVID, but I'm like, what is this? You know? Yeah. And I've had, you know, full scans done because of, you know, my history. And they're like, you're fine. I'm like, wait, someone tell me what's going on. That sucks. I know. But actually, it does feel, I do feel like I'm in a place of like, maybe it is leaving my body. But goodness, it it was, it's been a long road. Ugh. I think I think we can put a mask back on. You love it. Oh, I don't love it, but I'm I certainly don't want COVID, so Um I you're you're pretty protected at the moment. Feel free everyone to put a mask on. That's all I'm saying. Certainly no. Right, one maybe I'll start it, but... maybe I'll start masking on the train again. Yeah, I mean, I actually that? feel like, I don't, I almost feel like the train is probably one of the higher 
I mean, yes, you're coming into contact. I certainly, ugh, I just, ugh, I had to reformulate what the train experience is. It's been so long. You're to remember. Ugh. ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Nauseous. Yes, absolutely. You're like Na- Wear a Naomi mask. Campbell, full mask, mask all times. Absolutely. No, I just, I'm like in a theater full of people. Like, mm. I mean, I'm like, part of me's like, we should all always be masking in like a scenario like that, but. Um, right. <clears throat> yeah. Also, you can really like, the mask is helpful for um, kind of, well, for lack of a better word, masking your feelings mm. toward the thing you're mm. working on, you know? So you can kind of pull a face or make a frown. <laughs> okay. Uh, people don't know. Yeah, people, people don't know. No, no, none the wiser. They just assume there's a frown in there, I think, though. Um, yeah, that's why Naomi's wearing a mask and sunglasses, because she's rolling her eyes at people. Uh, she, yeah, absolutely. Good for her. Oh, Naomi. Good for Naomi. Goodness gracious. She, I mean... For, you know, whatever, I, I feel like she, she literally, I mean, I think, I think, um, someone says this in the, doc, but I, I literally think she looks as good as ever. Obviously Linda there's like it. stuff going on, but like, well, yeah, these shows I mean, that Arthur, she's been Arthur, in Arthur, this past Arthur week, Arthur I'm goes, like, how's, how's Nate? Oh, is she's out there? Yeah. Looking, it's, it's just like the most gorgeous, powerful woman in the world. Like, thank you. Yeah. She has cultivated that image Ugh. for 30 to 40 years. It's amazing. Just, just grows stronger. Yeah. yeah. Seeing her up on these Victoria's Secret posters, thinking, what? You know, wow. Wow. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah. The world Just out there in her you. underpants. Um, speaking of underpants... Um, Yours are full. Well, mine, no. My, I, I, I've been wearing cotton briefs from Uniqlo for quite a long time, but they they really don't want to make underpants in the shape of a brief anymore. Why? They only want to make... This is such a I mystery to me. Me too. Um, they want to make boxer briefs. I think boxer briefs are very popular. I am not Ugh. interested in wearing them. Who wants to and wear shorts under their pants? Exactly. Thank you. So stop, I to be stop free. wearing shorts under your pants so that we can return to right. reasonable underwear. I want my penis to be contained, but I want my legs to be free. Okay? <laughs> That's right. So I went to the internet and I ordered Fruit of the Loom. Okay. Cotton underpants. How did that work out? Well, I, I used their sizing chart and I ordered a size medium. Uh-huh. They they arrived looking like underpants for Andre the Giant. And I thought, <laughs> what? Oh my god. So I, I thought, look, maybe I've lost my sense of perception and I'm going to put it on. It's going to fit like a glove. I put on that first pair and I thought, no, these are indeed Homer Simpson's underpants. <laughs> um, they were like up to, up to my ribs. They were so crazy. So I ordered them in a size small. So we'll see what happens. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly have been in the same situation for like the last 10 years. I don't know when I last was able to purchase a Uniqlo briefs. Well, it's, but... 
become an emergency because all of my cotton There's like nowhere else to go. They're just losing their uh, retention. Yeah. 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 This is a crisis. This is a crisis. Look, you can go to the drugstore and buy white briefs, but God knows, like, I am not, I'm not going to, I, I'm not going to wear white briefs and I think we all know why. (laughs) (laughs) At my age... Well, bleach, Look, bleach, you know. There's a kind of elegance to wearing white briefs and also a kind of courage. And when I encounter a person yeah. in white briefs, I think you are a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. I feel that way about people in white clothes entirely. It's incredible. It, when I just think like rich, rich, rich. Brave, You're rich. To bravely wear white clothing, rich. it is. It's rich. The only for the, sure. the bleaching thing is a thing, though. That's helpful. Yeah, but baking soda, bleach, um, flour. Yeah, I want sugar. I want to get in. I want to get into baking soda laundry. I want to know about oh, okay. it. I want to. I want to pursue that. Get into it. So get I have. Um, I have a big announcement. I've been listening to the Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling, and I can't really say anything at this point. But I'm going to have a lot to say. And I don't recommend this. I don't recommend this. Or at least I don't yet recommend this podcast. But Oh, it's a podcast. um, I am listening to it. And I am... um, Disturbed? Or... (sighs) uh, Curious? Uh, Afraid? So... She's not participating in this podcast. It's about She absolutely her. is. What? An interview with her is the scent is the kind of through line of this thing. I I, I really feel like I can't really cuz I'm still like what is this podcast? Right. Um right. it does it does give counterpoints to things. Um but yeah, I can't really get into it until I've listened to the whole thing. Is the feeling, which is you know, it's a it's a it's a smart trick for the podcast. It's like I do feel like I have to get to the end to see what the person making this actually is trying to do here. It certainly at this point feels like, um, I mean, it's called the Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling, so um, yeah, it definitely feels like we're supposed to feel bad for her. Huh. So, that's huh. I'm dubious of that. So, uh, how many episodes are we talking? Let's see, um, seven, and I'm on five. I'm on the fifth episode. All right, maybe I'll maybe I'll turn it on today. See and see. Yeah, I feel like I'm listening to it so that other people don't have to. So. Right. Um, right. This is not a recommendation. I am, but I will be. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, would certainly be down for more of a conversation. But I'm also feel okay to just talk about what is going on in here when I'm done. Okay. Yikes. Um, Yikes. Donald bites. Trump is a fraud. Another news. Um, that's confirmed. Why is that news? Why? Well, in that New York civil tri- trial, basically the judge has made a summary decision, which is rare, and it, it, which is basically like 
these facts are not uh, like debate up for debate. Like go go on, tell me more. Um, like I I guess my understanding is that a judge can issue a summary. Like I think the prosec people can ask for a summary, like whatever judgment uh, from a judge, which basically is like a thing of oh these. The evidence is not is not being uh, uh, contested, right? It's not so like based on it. Then like, yeah, this is the case. So basically, the judge is like, I'm issuing a summary judgment that like this is fraud, and these the Trump business has to be dissolved, be no more. What? Yeah. So that basically, you know, there will be like, it's like not over, but it's like a significant step towards like the end of this, which is incredible. Yeah. I mean, basically like it's a fraudulent company, so it shouldn't exist. But will he still be able to run for president? Yeah. This has nothing to do with that. Oh, that's too bad. Basically nothing will stop him from running for president except like if if states decide that you know that like he can't be on the ballot because he's you know a, a criminal a criminal yeah like well, a that enemy of the state which is like right. literally true. what happened so yeah um, that is true so you know I, do I think that's the I mean the be- I think the best way is for him to run for president and lose again that would be wonderful. Um, but the, the possibility that, that he could run for president and win again is... Now, here's horrifying. the thing. are the Repu- Is the GOP going to be like, we can't have him on the ballot? No. They are so deranged. They're it's literally like, like... It's actually amazing. This is, But this has been going on for, like, as long as I've been a, a cognizant being, you know? It's like... Sarah Palin. There's been like every oh every my the, God. the the descent into like f- full and utter madness has just it's it's been this progression every election where it's felt like this is the end. Right. This one feels different because it's a kind of like reiteration of something that's already happened. That was so it is insane. Kind of you forget like. There was this moment of thinking that, like, Sarah Palin was, like, as low as they could go by putting, like, a sort of imbecile on a presidential ballot. But then you see that the GOP is okay with having George Santos and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and all these, like, kind of Machiavellian fascist people like Matt Gates and Josh Hawley. And, mm-hmm. and then you think, oh, wow, it's like they've gone, they've really upped their game. They're like full movie villains now. It's absolutely Batman Returns. Yeah. <laughs> it is full stop Batman Returns. <laughs> it's insane. So, yeah. So, <laughs> hold on to your hats. Yikes. It's like, it's amazing. But, you know. At least the Trump organization will be dissolved, it seems. So that's good. And Ivanka and, and Jared will, like, be away. They'll be like, we are not involved. 
We are billionaires. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Ooh. Giggle, giggle. I have no idea. Thank you for all this money from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> totally. Goodbye. Um, bye-bye. We absolve ourselves. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, Yeah. Wow. So, that's... That's it. Ugh, I really, I want them to be, I want them to be preparing a jail cell with a golden toilet for Donald Trump. Yeah. Ugh. He's God, been trying to figure years. out, like, what prison would look like if he does get sent there. Like, could it just be from home, you know? Which probably would be, honestly. It's like. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. that's fine. If this person is he forced would, to stay home without a phone, <laughs> like he he would hate to not be looked at and heard. But at least he could scream into the void and watch television. You know, that's yeah, yeah. It's disgusting. Okay, I can't talk. Okay, okay let's get out of here. Okay, gotta go. Gotta go. Um, we gotta go. Well, thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back here again okay. next week. With another episode of Dance and Stuff. We love you. Bye. Goodbye.